This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. All right, welcome in hockey fans from the desert southwest to another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy here live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein live, I think, out on Long Island in New York. Paul, how are you? Um, trying to get used to the regular 10-month schedule, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're doing okay. It was a crazy day here between uh, transporting people back and forth. Uh, I got home Mondays and Tuesdays are my late days at work. Not that anybody gives a darn about that. Um, and I had to transport my son to a, a meeting at, at his high school. I had to come back. <laughs> help my buddy fix my boiler had to go back and get my son to pick him up it's you know had to shower and, <laughs> you know so i haven't really stopped since 4 30 this morning but that's okay it is what it is i hear you i know that same routine i'm uh, yeah. i'm running around arizona that way but yeah all right and so, yeah and vegas so we got hockey to talk about here we're Boy. getting real close uh word came out to me last week that the uh media days media availabilities for asu will start on the 17th Okay. Which is exciting because then you know you're getting close, right? Right, so right. So we'll have some uh, we'll feels for that. One of the things that we're going to interject in the College Hockey Southwest Weekly starting on the 17th, which would be the 18th show, it'll okay. be, um, it'll be uh, we'll interject the five-minute Powers play into our podcast. Excellent. So you'll be able to hear uh, Coach Powers not only on the website, but hopefully uh, listen to him on the podcast as well every week. So we're looking forward to that. Um, they have revamped how things are going to work over at ASU as far as media, just for the players part of it. So it appears to me right now that I'm getting one player a week on a one-on-one, and I'm getting the coach for the powers play on a one-on-one, and then there'll be some scrum availability for just you know catch-all type things. But so we're looking forward to it. It's uh, it is what it is. ASU has to do what they yeah. have to do. The bigger the program gets, the uh, the more important things go and the busier it gets for uh, everybody over there. But big shout out to Mitch Terrell for helping us out and getting us the guys that we need and coach powers and coach powers himself for sitting down with us. Uh, he's also going to join me for one of our Sunday special segments as we celebrate the start of our fifth year here at IcetimeHockeySW.com. So all that stuff out of the way, Paul, let's start talking some hockey stuff. Let's, let's jump right in with something. Right. I know that that kind of jabbed you in the ribs a little bit when you saw it. Um, Go ahead. Tell us what it was. Well, thankfully, something always manages to come up and give us something to talk about. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I I thought for a while there the only thing we were going to have to talk about this week was uh, Louis Rowe signing with uh, the Wichita Thunder. Oh, you thought wrong. You thought wrong. (laughs) Of the the ECHL, um, which used to be called the East Coast League, but... They decided we're just going to go by an acronym now. Sure. They're too cool for names. But uh, uh, so I thought for a while there that that would be the only news that we'd have. Uh, but it turns out, thank you to uh, Mr. Butchergrass over at ESPN. He put out his preseason top 16. And um, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm still scratching me- my head <laughs> over some of this. Because well, you makes... scratch your head. Let me throw something out for you to think about. You scratch your head over it. I'm going to say, when you look at the, that top 16, in my estimation, he's got 16 teams. But the order, the um, teams, 
um, makes no sense to me, and I'm guessing you don't either. Um, a lot of this doesn't make any sense to me, and you know how I am, and anybody that listens to and watches us regularly knows that when I try to make these types of opinions, I try to keep ASU out of it. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm not sitting here and being like, how dare he not put ASU in the top 16, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I try to keep the maroon and gold colored glasses off of my face when when I, I do that. Uh, by the way, folks, I don't, but go ahead. That's okay. That's <laughs> you, You're the good cop. I'm the bad cop, and that's just the way it is. Okay. No wonder but, I'm the favorite son. Well, clearly. <laughs> um, that's a little insider. Uh, you know. Um, you know, somebody gets emails, and, you know, but, um, <laughs> but either now way. Now that I derailed you, go ahead and get back to what yeah, you're talking either about. Either way, um, I will use ASU as a guide for what I see, but not in ways of saying, well, I mean, there might be two or three of these teams where, ASU might deserve a spot, but I'm not making these comments about what we have here strictly based on whether or not I think ASU has a spot. And, right. for example, he has Duluth number one. Well, duh. Defending national champions, duh. Two-time right. defending national champions. Yeah. Okay, with, thanks for bringing that up. You're I'll welcome pass. there, Bulldog. Yeah. Um, is your arm okay now after you've yeah. broken it, yeah, trying to good. pat yourself on yeah, the back? Good. It's yeah, um, they have 12 players on this year's roster that have won two national championships. 12, players that, have won, 12 players that have won two national championships. <laughs> Not one, two. I didn't even count the players that have only won one. And they have Hunter Shepard back. So, I mean. And they got a good group of uh, freshmen like they always do. So how do you not pick them? to start as preseason number one. Yeah. Now, obviously, once the season starts, anything can happen. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. But to, going into it, if anybody doesn't pick Duluth number one, then just take their top 20 or 16 or 15 and throw it in the garbage because you just can't. There's just yeah. no way to do that. That doesn't wouldn't make well, you, any sense whatsoever. So You can't take them out of that spot either until they lose and somebody right. beats them. So, I mean, they're there until until they lose, basically. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, 12 guys that have mm -hmm. won two national championships. So Okay, go on. Who does right? he have number one, by the way? Uh, he has Duluth number one. I mean, that's, oh, that's just... Good. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> um, at number two, he has Denver, who is one of the four teams in his top 16 that ASU will play this year. Um they're playing Denver and at home. And they'll be playing them, yeah, at home, at Oceanside, yeah. or maybe over at Gila River, wherever we decide to play them. But yeah, I like Oceanside. Um, and Denver also. Plenty of playoff experience. Plenty of players coming back, except for the goalies. Yes. Except for that. Now, that's obviously a big key position. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have a team full of experienced players – especially players that have gone as far as Denver has uh, on a regular basis, that can help you make up, especially early in the season, 
until your goalies get comfortable. Okay, but still, there's like I said, plenty of experience. Denver's biggest problem is Duluth is always in the way, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they're in the same league, and then they have to right. deal with them in the NCAA tournament. Well, they just <laughs> Denver's got two problems, right? They've got Duluth in their way, and they also have a conference called the NCHC, which is which is never an easy weekend at nope. all. Not nope. that there are any easy weekends in college hockey, but nope. that's North Dakota conference. Yeah, that conference is extremely, extremely competitive. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so I mean, the the top two teams. There's there's really not much to argue with. Um, like I said, Denver's is going to have some question marks in goal. Um, like a certain other team, we're going to talk about in a little while. Um, the one that's usually the focus of this podcast. You can see that ASU and Denver are very similar. Yes. A lot of players coming back, except for that last one. It's a All final right. line of defense. <laughs> yeah. and, and here's, I, I've been talking about this with everybody I've talked to the entire offseason. Every, every coach wants to start his team with a goaltender. He wants to know he's got that guy, right? And, and Coach Powers is the same way. He, he said a couple of times this offseason that he really expects somebody to jump up and take the reins. He doesn't expect to go by goaltender by platoon. I don't think he likes that. I don't right, think early, a lot though. of coaches like that, but but he might have to early right, to get early. that guy who established himself. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so um, that'll be an interesting comparison, uh, by the way. And then at number three, he's got a team that's coming back that's also loaded in Minnesota State. Uh, a team whose biggest bugaboo has been the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And they've been a, the, the power team in the WCHA for a while now. Um, and they have their goaltender back. Is that conference still around, the WCHA? Okay, it's still uh, here now. It is for now. Okay, okay. It is for I'm, now. I'm and they sure. have I, their goalie back. Yeah, and he's a good one. And he's very good. So, um you know, right now they're probably head and shoulders over the rest of that conference. Um, and ASU, as we say every week, play them the second week of the season. Uh, it's going to be huge. I'll keep saying it until somebody shuts me up. Um, but And I'm sure there are plenty of people that would like to. <laughs> um, but Phone ASU calls taken, please. Yeah, that's, yeah whatever. <laughs> right, let's go. Bring it on. Um ASU needs to win one of those two games at Minnesota State uh, to establish themselves, not just in their own minds, but to start proving that last year was no fluke. Yep. Okay. Um, And I really don't see anywhere where you can argue that top three. Uh, It's as you go on from there that uh, you will see the question marks start to come in. For example, at number four. Okay, uh, Butch Gross has Penn State at number four. Ooh. Me personally, mm, I think that's nah. way too high. Way I, I, I too think high. that's way too high for I a team. I don't know if I have them in the top ten. Maybe, maybe not, but certainly at number four, that's too high. Yeah. Uh, unless we're only counting the goals you score and not the ones you give up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I can tell you. Can I throw two teams that I would have put before them in their own conference? Minnesota and Wisconsin. 
will both be ahead of Penn State. Well, they have uh, Alex Limoge coming back, and so as their lead, you know, their leading returning scorer, and uh, Barrett's coming back. So they're definitely going to have some offensive firepower, just as they've had for the last few years. But once again, until they show that they can keep the puck out of the net, how do you put them fourth? Yeah, yeah, you can't. You, you want to put them ten? You want to put them twelve? Okay, listen, I understand. They have a lot of. They're going to score. But uh, you ask any coach, and they'll tell you the same thing. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. Yeah. And the last time I checked, that's what this is supposed to be about. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I hear you. Another team that I have question marks about in, in this top 16. And once again, these are just my opinion. I, 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 I don't – I'm not any smarter and probably a lot dumber than most people. But, you know, um, Cornell. I, di- I disagree with that in a number of different ways. I think good, you're, uh, good, you're very you intelligent what you do. And I as also think that I don't know that. And I think this this list that we're looking at, I can't call it a, a poll. It's a list a one person's okay. list. And That's I'm going to call it I'm going to call it a list of somebody that really hasn't done the research. He's looked at teams. He said, check, 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 check. Yeah, put them in there. He hasn't really done the research because if you look at the recruiting classes, if you look at the guys returning like you just did, uh, if you look at goaltenders and non-goaltenders coming back, you look at all of those things and you put them into a, uh, a formulated list, you're not going to come up with some of these teams, period. Oh, I'm certainly not going to come up with them in this order. But no. like I said, I mean, uh, you know, he's been following the game for a lot longer than I have as, as, with some close scrutiny. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I've been following this forever, uh, because that would be a lie. Uh, but certainly close enough enough over the last few years where I don't understand some of this. Um, it's got Cornell at five, and they have a very no. mixed roster, and I don't understand that either. Listen, no. they 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 could be good by the end of the season. Who knows? They they yeah, usually but, have a tendency. Okay. To be, but you can't go based on what you see coming back that they should be. Uh, picked fifth in the country. I just I don't is, see is this it. a preseason poll though, or is this the uh, the seeding round for the national tournament? Because uh, those are two different things. Preseeding. Yeah. Pre-season. Okay. So um, now you got to put with preseason, and what you got to do with preseason is they haven't played a game yet, so you have to do just what you've done. You look at the players that are coming back, the players that left the roster, the new freshmen coming in and the points and the skills, and that's where you formulated your numbers, and that's why I like your list a little better, but go ahead. Well, I'm not. I'm just really reacting to his list. But, yeah, I know you are. I know but, you are. Uh, I'm not smart enough to put a list together. I just can react to what I see. Start with um, one. Well, the first few are easy, but after that. Um, you, want me, you want me to give you the magic number for ASU so far? It's 24. one. One. <laughs> uh, he's got Boston College at number six. And no. I can see that. No, listen. I can't. I, I, I can can't. see where you would make that argument. They have eight players on the roster from the U.S. National Development Program team. And they have Spencer Knight as their number one goalie who just came off of the World Junior Championships. Yeah. And he's a top flight goalie. And he would make them a not very dark, dark horse for a national championship run. Okay, let me ask you two questions before you make your case for that. And I agree with you 
that they could be there. Is uh, is uh, uh, Minnesota in there yet? No. Is Wisconsin in there yet? No. Is Arizona State in there yet? No, but we haven't gotten through all the list yet. <laughs> no, I know, but you're at number six, and yes. you have three teams that should be ahead of Boston College, in my estimation. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, you have Denver, Duluth, and Minnesota State as three teams that should be ahead of Boston College. And, and, th- and, and they are. <laughs> and three more. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Okay, go let's on. Just, let's just say I don't agree with Penn State, and one of those teams definitely should be higher than they are. Um, okay. After that, after Boston College, it's got UMass. What? Yeah. No. Seriously, UMass? They, they, they lost a guy named Kale McCarr. He's going to really hurt. You know, when, when you're doing this, and I understand college teams change all the time, but their defense is extremely young. A lot of freshmen oh. and sophomores on their defense. Yeah. And how can you start them that high? You can't. There again. You, you lost a Hobie Baker winner. You lost a, a lot of players that – I mean, they have some good forwards. Don't misunderstand me, but their defense is way too young to have them listed at number seven. I know, and that's what I'm telling you is that's somebody that just looked at and said, okay, who was in the Frozen Four last year? Um, and we got to throw them in there. And who were the guys that made the tournament? Yeah, we got to throw them in there. What were their records? I mean, if you go back and look, that's what this, this poll is made of. It's not made of who's coming in and where they stand. I mean... I could do you up a pretty good one in about 15 minutes, and it wouldn't have that that group of players or teams in the top 10. Well, I, okay, I, I just I just find it very <laughs> hard to think that he didn't look at the, some of the same things that 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 I did, and he probably has access to more than I do. So I don't understand it, but that's what we're here to talk about, right? Uh, right. After UMass, uh, he's got Clarkson. Now. Yeah, now, not, not with you lose they, Nico Sturm and Jake Kiley. Now, yes, I, I mean, come on, uh, are are they likely to be a tough team to play against? Yes, yes. but nine or no, eighth or not. ninth? No, come on, no. seriously, you Agreed. lost your. I mean, they, like I said, they were a good, solid team, and had Kiley not signed, I could see them being put in this spot. But once again, you lost a top-flight goalie. Yeah, not not a top-flight, a uh, top, top, top-tier goalie. You know, he's one. I mean, listen. Uh, even if I was going to put ASU on this list, it wouldn't be there. No. It it wouldn't be there, especially having lost Joey Decord. No matter how much they have back, I still wouldn't have him there. We're getting close to the spot where I might put them in if I was going to put them in, but not yet. No. Okay. Not yet. Go ahead. Um, here's the, 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 the next team. They definitely belong in here, but I don't think they're high enough on this list. Um, and that's Wisconsin. If you wanted to put Wisconsin where Penn State was or Cornell, yeah, they're loaded. Yes, got, they are. They've got – number one picks and players expected to be number one picks all over the place. Cole Caulfield was a number one pick. DeAndre Miller was a number one pick. Alex Turkow was a number one pick. 
Uh, Holloway is expected to, to go in the first round next year. And they've got eight other players that were NHL draft picks on that on that and, roster. And they've already done a little preseason thing like ASU did, only they went to, to Western Canada and dominated to the yeah, point where I mean, people were talking about they need to start the season right now. Well, listen, we all wish that ASU had started after they got done in China, too. But, I mean, but, exactly. But that mean, I mean, he has Wisconsin at nine. No. Okay. Nine? No. Number 10. When, when number you got 10. Wisconsin at nine <laughs> and Penn State at four? No. No. Yeah. If you wanted to switch that, I would understand it. But no. No. Uh, at number 10, he's got Quinnipiac. ASU would be playing them. I had a problem with that, too. They were really good last year. I don't think they're going to be as good this year. Listen, this is what we know about Quinnipiac. They will always be a tough, tough matchup. Yes. yes. Okay? They will always be a tough matchup. But they lost a lot. Uh, you know, the recruiting season went over when Andrew Shortridge and signed. And I think I just his, lost his, you. No, I still got Did you? I don't think so. Uh, for a minute. You froze for a minute, but I think we're okay. Uh, well, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure people would prefer me to freeze for a lot longer than a minute. But, you know. Okay. Um, but seriously? Qu- Quinnipiac at 11? Wow, we're having or 10, I'm sorry. issues here, but let's keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going. It'll be fine. Uh, no, I don't you froze think so. again. Yeah. Did you? Because, because I think you, I got you okay. Right. So I don't I I don't understand Quinnipiac in that spot at all, at all. Um, after that, that uh, totally agree, totally agree. At number eleven, he's got Western Michigan. Um, yeah, an underrated that, team. That one I really don't believe. No, see, I I I I disagree with that. I I think that's a good spot for them. Number one, they play in the toughest conference. Okay, and their record last year when Wade Allison played, I think they lost once or twice the whole year when he played. Yeah. And if he comes back healthy, that makes them a very, very dangerous team. Because when he was on the ice last year, they were a different team. They were probably a top eight, top seven team. So I'm sure that those guys will come back this year very hungry, especially Allison in his senior year, based on the way the last year and a half went. And we know Andy Murray's a good coach. And so they'll be a threat. But once again, I mean, they still got to play Denver. Do they play each team four times in that league, or are they just yeah, play them once? Yep. So you got to nope. play Denver two four times. Two at home. You got to play Denver four times. You got to play Duluth four times. You still have Saint to go Cloud to St. Cloud. You got to go to North Dakota. Even when those teams are down, those teams are tough to beat when they're at home. So, you know, I could see that spot for Western Michigan and maybe even a spot or two higher uh, considering the health of Wade Allison because that's the difference he makes and made for them over the last year and a half. So I don't see why this year will be any different. Twelve. Bowling Green, huh? <laughs> what? No. I chuckled about that one too. Uh, I, I, I can't even. I, I, I sat there and looked to see why 
he might pick Bowling Green. Okay. I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay, let me ask. Let me ask you a couple of questions real quick. Have I heard the name Minnesota? No. Have I, have I heard the name Ohio State? No. And I did hear Wisconsin though, so okay, I'm okay with that. Haven't heard Arizona State yet. Nope. Nope. Okay. I have not. Go ahead, number thirteen. Although that spot there at twelve, where Bowling Green is, uh, you'd have to show me why you would think that Bowling Green is a better team than ASU. Whether the ASU belongs in this top sixteen list or not, I don't know. But you'd have to show me why Bowling Green would be a better team than ASU. Um, at thirteen, he's got uh, Providence. Um, they have some good experience back for a team that always manages to make a run in the NCAA tournament. Um, I could see where you could give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, hockey East is not what it has been, but it's still good hockey. And like he, you know, that team always manages to keep itself in the neighborhood. So I, I, I can, I can, I can, I can understand that pick. That's not a okay. pick that I'd be like, oh, what are they talking about? Fourteen. Uh, fourteen. There's your Buckeyes. Okay. Okay. Ohio State. That's uh, way too low, but go ahead. Um. Well, listen to me. Them and Penn State are interchangeable. They're a yeah, lot of. Yeah, they're a lot a, of like. But not at three. Not, not at three. three. Uh, four. Uh, <laughs> once again. Uh, yeah, four. I'm sorry. Listen, four. when Ohio State's playing Penn State, take the over. I mean, that's just. Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, and I'm, and that might be set at seventeen. I mean, <laughs> seriously? I mean, come on. Um, but, you know, maybe they belong a couple of spots higher. Who knows? Um, but that's not a horrible spot for Ohio State. Um, so, I mean. Okay. Who you got 15? 15, uh, your boys up there at North Dakota. Uh, yep. They're, that's too low for them. Trust me, they're going to be much better well, this year. Here's here's the, the two questions that you have about North Dakota. One, it's been a few years, a couple of years now since they've been in the tournament. Um, and I know that does not sit well with the place that considers itself the capital of college hockey. No, uh, it does not. It does not. Uh, and the question is, will they start the season and carry it out with a chip on their shoulder? after they just missed getting into the tournament last year because they lost a couple of games at Canisius. Games, by the way, which they outshot the, the uh, Canisius like 3-1. to one. But shots don't matter in the end. The only thing that matters is how many of those shots go in, and they didn't put enough in. So Okay, let me put two things on the tee for you. Guess who North Dakota is playing to open the season? Well, they play their exhibition, but... Canisius? Guess who's come- yeah. Yeah, that's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, it's gonna whoop them up bad. It's gonna okay. Be. Number two is I've seen that recruiting class that North Dakota brought in, and it's like I said about the the guys at Arizona State that came in last year, right? Those guys don't know how to lose. When I talked to PJ Morocco and Demetrius Komenzis and those guys last year, they were unfamiliar with losing because they have not lost in their junior careers and their high school careers and their their youth days they just didn't lose well these guys that are coming in for north dakota right now are not used to losing either and there will be a big big shakeup in that roster 
because those guys are talented and they're going to push and yeah, they're going to be a lot different. And trust me, they're going to be a lot different. Okay. Who's 16 at 16. And I, 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 I don't have any idea. About so, I think he threw a dart at that one and said, "Who's going to be my last pick?" And it ended he up put AIC. AIC, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? Once again, even if you, you don't want to put Colorado College, you could have put Air Force, you could have put uh, Arizona uh, State, you could have put anybody in there that would have been even, a better choice than that. Even if you don't put ASU in that spot, Michigan, BU, maybe I don't know. I mean, seriously, I mean. Hey, I see. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. You're no. kidding. No. I, yeah, you got to be. You're going to tell me that ASU is not a better team than AIC? I'm not going to tell you that. I sit here, <laughs> and you'd have to prove to me that UMass is a better team than ASU. You'd have to prove to me that Quinnipiac is a better team than ASU right now. Uh, listen, I could be completely wrong, and he could be 100% right. No. There is no way in heck <laughs> that AIC is a better team than ASU. As a matter of fact, like I said, you can sit there and say that ASU and Denver are running on parallel lines. Yes. Okay. Very a lot of A lot of experience coming back, question marks in goal. Well, and I can, I can put Arizona State ahead of them ahead of Denver from this standpoint. We saw that. I don't care what the competition was like in China. I don't care about that. They went there and played hockey and won games with goaltenders that they didn't expect to really be their guys. You know, Prozic, they didn't really expect. Robbins, they didn't really know what they were going to get out of him. If they had to Brower there, Lord knows what that would have looked like. It could have been a, a bloodbath there in, in China, too, if, if you'd had a De Brower and goal one of those games or two of those games. So, oh. I, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not nearly as worried about the goaltending for ASU as a lot of people are, and a lot of that I get from from Coach Powers because I think when he's when Joey Decord came in, he said, "Trust me, this kid's a backstop." So, and when when he brought other guys in, he said, "You know, we got this kid, but I don't think he's going to make it." We got this kid, but yeah, he's not going to be a number one. So when he, Greg Powers is a former goaltender. He knows know. goaltending talent. And there was a reason why he went out and got project. He knew what he had and he knows what he has. And he also knows what he's got in Evan DeBrower. So I think if, if Robbins is your third, you're in pretty good shape. Well, I still want to say it. I, it's just, that's just me. I know, I know. That's You're just still looking me. for shovels too. I, well, yeah, but where that? Um, I got him at Belmont, but, or at least big giant diggers. We haven't had it. They haven't had an official ceremony yet, but they're, they're digging up the ground. Um, but, and this is not trying to disrespect anybody. I just need to say it. That's just. Yeah who I am and how I'm and how I'm built and I need to see it. I mean, they have their top six forwards from last year coming back, a team that won 20 plus games, made it at the NCAA tournament. 
Um, they have their top four defensemen coming back from a team that won 20-plus games and made it into the NCAA tournament. Um, that's a pretty good start to any college hockey season, including a guy that had he not missed the last couple of games of the year, probably would have led the NCAA in goal scoring. Uh, you have guys and come back with a, I had this a, a year with, more uh, experience. Uh, with, I just, uh, I, I just, I don't understand. Like I said, I'm not sitting here and saying ASU should be in the top ten. I, I, I'm not saying that at all. But when you put AIC in that list, you, yeah. <laughs> at least come out and say, well, this was my controversy. I had three or four teams I could have put there, and I decided to do something to, I don't know, to, 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 to have people arguing and talking about it. Yeah. At least that let would me, make sense. Let me talk. Let me tell you what I talked with Craig Morgan about on Hockey Talk this week. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, Hockey Talk in the Desert Southwest, I talked to you with Craig Morgan. And we, we pretty much talk coyotes, right? That's what right. we were all talking about. But there's some similarities here. I, I gave him a, a big compliment. I said, I really enjoy the athletics reporting from both him and Jesse Granger because they get facts and they report facts and they do stuff the right way. They don't throw stuff out there to see what, what gets a lot of web hits and this and that. And I respect that. And I look at this this top 16, preseason top 16 as a, let me throw this against the wall and see how many people will argue about it and tell me I'm crazy. And I, I just don't see that there was a lot of high caliber um, studying or homework done to come up with it. Number you know, two is, here's how I look at ASU. I look at them very similar to the Arizona Coyotes. Everybody said, why did you sign Clayton Keller for to an eight-year deal? Because he had an off year last year. What do you know about him? And I told Craig Morgan, I said, you know, for years, three years, they've been talking about Clayton Keller as a guy that gets other, makes other people around him better. He sets up passers and shooters, and, and he makes other people better. I said, do you think maybe this year's the year that he's got some talent around him, like Phil Kessel and hopefully a healthy uh, Nick Schmaltz, who's going to make Clayton Keller better, okay? Because I believe that's what's going to happen with this year's Coyotes team, is I think they're going to make Clayton Keller better. Now, let me go back to Johnny Walker, who missed the last couple of games, as you said, with an injury. And there was a lot of times, especially on the power play, that everybody in NCAA hockey knew that that seven was going to be shooting the puck anytime he had a chance. Maybe, just maybe, what Coach Powers has done has brought in some guys that are going to make Johnny Walker better because he's going to get a little more open ice. He's going to get some better passes. He's going to get some other threats on his line that can bury the puck if he doesn't. Wasn't one of the big things that we talked about with Johnny all season was he probably would have won the Hobie had he had higher assist numbers. He's a great goal scorer, but he didn't get any assists because every time he made a good pass, and Johnny's a good passer, yeah. he just didn't have guys that could finish, right? Well, he's got guys now. Logan Genuine can finish. James Sanchez can finish. Demetrius Kumanzis can finish. I mean, there's so. guys with experience. Morocco can finish. Um, I don't know who I'm leaving out here. I'm leaving somebody out. But Jordan Sandu, he can finish. So there's a lot of guys that, that didn't have the finishing skills around Johnny last year that have him this year. 
look out. I told you I came back from Vegas a little tongue in cheek, but I picked up 30 bottles of Johnny Walker because I feel like <laughs> I'm going to have one for every goal that Johnny scores. You're looking around like you see a fly or something. But <laughs> Johnny Walker is going to score 30. Write it down right here. And if he scores more than 30, I'll, you can call me wrong. Okay. But he's going to score 30 goals. I've looked at the teams that he's playing. Yeah. I looked at the teams that he's playing. I looked at the guys that he has around him. And if he could score as many as he scored last year. How many did he score last year, Paul? Do you remember? What did he get, 23? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so if he got that, you don't think he can score seven more this year with James Sanchez or Logan Genuine on his line or an improved Demetrius Komenzisa on his line? Yeah, let me tell you, he can. Let me tell you something else I want to throw out there before we leave the show tonight. Um, Big shout-out to Tyler Bush, right? He's been taking a lot of BS from his teammates and coaches because he hasn't won anything. Well, guess what? He won the – was it the gold team, I believe, that won the the, uh, Tillman Cup, and and Tyler was on that team. He also won the Wiffle Ball Tournament, Coach Powers' team, the Wiffle Ball Tournament this weekend up in Flagstaff. So, you know – in hockey, we go by threes, right? Playmakers, three assists. Hattrick is three goals. Two championships right now for Tyler Bush. Wouldn't it be nice if he had a third one? One game at a time. The magic, <laughs> magic number, number is one. 24, Paul. <laughs> magic number is one. Okay, two other things to throw out. Congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Brinson Pashnik on their wedding on August 24th. So the captain is married. He's the second one, I believe. Married this this season with uh, um, our man Gavito. Gavito got married over in Latvia during the middle of summer. Congratulations. Congratulations to both of them. And then, uh, you know, I'd be really remiss if they started the NHL rookie camps if I didn't throw out a 34-save win for Joey Decord for the uh, Ottawa Rooks, as they call them, the Sens Rooks. uh, Yeah, the the, the reports coming out of... The reports coming out of uh, that rookie camp uh, is that he was extremely, extremely uh, solid. Uh, made big time saves for them in in in, in a bunch of those games, and uh, you know, I, I don't know what the rest of the Senators' roster is going to look like. Um, and once again, they'll have to make that decision: would they rather him play 60 games in the AHL or play 35 games in the NHL? I, I'm guessing they'll probably prefer him to play 60 games in the American League. but I'm thinking you're right. I think at a certain point during the season, um, they might call him up and give him 15 of the last 20 games of the season because 20 is the point total that Ottawa might get for the entire season. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, or maybe if, you know, once it really goes south like that, they might call him up in February and give him the last third of the season and, and, and give him some, some, some exposure. He's already uh, on his entry-level contract by playing that game that he played last year in Buffalo. Uh, and if the season is officially over, it's not like they would have anything to lose. So yeah, exactly. Well, a couple of things we know from Joey to time at ASU is the more shots, the better Joey is. 
If you uh, he's going to face shots in Ottawa, that's for darn sure. Uh, yeah, he's playing yeah, on the probably NHL in their team. AHL affiliate as well in Binghamton. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll we'll see what happens. But I wanted to get those two shout outs. As I said, as we wrap this one up, um, we've got uh, Coach Powers coming on next week. Uh, we'll have the first Powers play. I hope uh, we'll interject him into the show. So um, we'll take a little break in the middle. We'll bring Coach Powers in and. Let him tell you a little bit about the uh, start of the the, the new season, um, and then we'll uh, we'll jump back into our regular BS like we like to do and fill it up for people that clamor about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap no. it up for uh, for this segment of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Big shout out to our sponsor that I do want to throw out as well. This is the start of our fifth year. I dropped the price of our corporate partnerships by eighty percent. So. Folks, if you want to be a part of us all season long, yeah, I need a, a raise. very nominal fee, $500 per year will get you a spot with us all season long. There's only 30 of those spots. It all ends in the end of September, and the price goes back up to normal. So uh, if you want to save 80% on your business, give us a call. Email me at uh, ithswsales at gmail.com or uh, – Hit me up on any social media link. Direct message me. Do what you have to do. Paul, thanks for jumping in. I appreciate it. I know we had no a little technical difficulties here and there, but uh, hopefully everything will turn out well, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah, I got to get some of those sponsors in there so I can get my thirty percent raise. Okay, throw them out there. Your turn this time. <laughs> no, you already did it. I'm just saying, let's go. I need my thirty percent no, no, raise. No, I, I, no, I, I miss the. <laughs> I missed a few. I didn't throw out a good friend. What, you mean M-Drive and OxyPow and College Bar and, and Grill? And College and, Bar, ab- and, absolutely. I wouldn't want to forget go. them, but I did need to throw out the fact that we do need some more sponsors. And, man, oh, man, what a great time to jump on board when you can be a part of everything that we do for uh, for such a nominal fee. So give us a call. Join in. Till next week, I'm Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's still 100 degrees. And oh, it's not 100 Paul degrees here. Jumping in from on Long Island, New York. What is it there, Paul, by the way? What is the temperature here right now? I think it's about 60, yeah. which is okay. Let's see. No, nope, 65. <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Good night, everybody. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, postgame like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive.